Welcome to What's Important Now, making time for what matters most with Eva Medelik. If you're struggling to stay ahead of your daily life challenges, you will want to listen close as Eva and her guests will help you address the most important priorities first. Now, here's your host, Eva Medelik. Hello, everyone. I'm Eva Medelik, and welcome to today's show. I am so excited for my guest today, Jen Beck. She is a leading authority on helping people reach optimal health and maximize productivity. High achieving professionals and entrepreneurs hired Jen to increase their performance by transforming their health, effectively managing their stress, we can all use that, and creating lasting behavior change. As a result, their energy skyrockets, excess weight begins to fall off, and eating healthy becomes second nature. I I love that, Jen. I love the habits around eating healthy. Jen is also the founder of Complete Health Revolution, a registered nutrition consultant, an LIIFT untherapy practitioner, coach and speaker who has over 20 years of experience combining behavior change, stress management, nutrition, and human transformation. Welcome to the show today, Jen. We're so happy to have you. Thanks so much, Eva. I'm excited to be here. So tell the audience a little bit about who you are as a person before we actually get into what you do for a living. Sure. Um, I'm a mom. I have a beautiful six and a half year old daughter. And uh, I was just sharing with somebody that we've done all of the Halloween stuff already. She's loving this time of year. Um, I love to travel. Travel is a massive passion for me. I figured out that if I spent two weeks in every country in the world, it would take me about five and a half years. So I've got a big bucket list. Um, I love the outdoors and really getting to know people and, and hearing their stories and just exploring all that the world has to offer. Sounds like such fun. And I, I love the travel piece as well. You know, my husband and I have made it our mission to spend at least six weeks to two months every summer in Europe and kind of travel from there. So love that. So talk to us a little bit about the the actual problems that you solve for people. Like, you know, who do you help and how do you help them? Sure. Um, a lot of people that come to me are um, people that are high achievers that um, have a tendency to take care of everyone else other than themselves. So they're dealing with chronic health conditions. They're dealing with massive amounts of stress. And many of them come with excess weight that they're carrying and are looking for real solutions versus another quick fix, another diet, another plan. Um, They really want to transform their health inside and out so they can create more success in their life and experience more joy and more peace. You know, that's what I'm about, too, with the high performance habits. You know, high achieving is not necessarily high performing. And a lot of high achievers are underperforming because of how they feel, the energy levels they have, their their health issues, their their mood, their mental and physical energy. So why did you choose to focus on high achievers? Um, high achievers specifically because I, I may be one of them. <laughs> Yeah, thank. <laughs> what do they say? Our mess is our message. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, and, you know, for me, I really went through a time in my life. In my, I mean, I've been in nutrition and, and coaching for the last 20 years. But when I was in my 20s, I was living on fast food and sugar and, you know, going and going and going and feeling like I was looking for the next fix. And I think a lot of people on that same boat today, especially the high achievers, it's like food becomes secondary until there's a massive problem. They have what I call that two by four moment. And it's like, oh, geez, somebody had a heart attack. They experienced a diagnosis themselves. And it is time for change. And for me, that wake up call came when my mom, who had multiple sclerosis, went from living on her own to being in a nursing home in six weeks. And she was 49 years old and she had been on all of the preventative medications to make sure that that didn't happen. And so in that moment, I just remember standing in her living room going, wow, 
I never want to be in that situation because I saw her entire freedom, her, her life being packed away into storage, goodwill, uh, the nursing home eight by 10 room, or the things that didn't go in one of those three places went in the garbage. And seeing her freedom and her independence stripped away that afternoon, in that moment, I made two decisions. One, I needed to do something to be able to help her because obviously the medications weren't working. But two, I never wanted to end up in that situation myself. And so I went on a mission really to transform my own health, help my mom, and it really make sure that no other family had to put a parent in a nursing home unnecessarily at 49 years old. And wow, I that's a powerful so many, story, Jen. Yeah. Thank you. I see so many, I see so many high stress, high successful people heading in that direction. And so and was, mission- your, was your mother one of those people as well? No, my dad was. <laughs> <laughs> so he probably stressed her a bit. A bit. <laughs> well, my mom, so my mom was, um, was diagnosed with MS at 24 years old. So even though she was young, she didn't, I mean, it, it really hit her hard. I think probably by the time I was five or six, she was already walking with a cane. So by the time she was 30. Um, so she, I don't know that she had the opportunity to really perform per se, um, like most of, most of us do because of her MS and the depression that came with that and things like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand MS well as well. My my daughter was diagnosed at five years old with mm. MS, so yeah, I I just know kind of the limitations, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically that having that type of autoimmune disease can cause in your life. Um, you know, I love how you shared that your mother's experience is what fueled you and and inspired you and motivated you to make it your life's mission, number one, for your own health and well-being, but for others as well. When I grew up, there on my mother's side of the family, there was a lot of um, extreme obesity. Mm. And I noticed how just it slowed you down. It made you less vibrant. It limited you as to your movements, what you could do and what you couldn't do. And it also left, you know, a lot of first cousins of mine, you know, people born in my generation with limited mobility, limited um, opportunities as far as job and career because of the impact that severe obesity, what do they call it, morbid obesity, can impact your health. So, you know, I grew up with people in my, my age group not being able to do so many things because of their health. And I remember thinking, I never want that to be me. I want to stay vibrant. I want to be healthy. I want to be in contribution and not be a burden, if you will, on the healthcare system. Yeah. You know, and I did not want that sedentary lifestyle. Not that I'm super active to begin with, but I certainly want to be able to get up and move. So for people to work with you, you know, we all have our type of ideal client. Who are you for? necessarily and who are you not for like who shouldn't bother contacting you (laughs) even they're thinking like you know I have a certain uh avatar if you will of people that Mm -hmm. if you're not willing to do the work and take the coaching please you know wait till you're absolutely ready to make a change in your life to come work with me and so for you what type of person should absolutely seek you out um, the type of person that wants to actually create lasting change in our, in our, in our country, the diet and weight loss industry is full of the f- quick fixes, the easy button, like whatever I can be able to do. Let me overhaul everything in two weeks and just push a button and, and drop the weight. And then thank God I'm there. And then, you know, a couple months later, six months later, a couple years later, they're on the same roller coaster again. I really want to work with people that, as you said, that can take the coaching and take the action with the intention of creating a new lifestyle. What I, I believe firmly that if you have your health, you can achieve a thousand dreams. If you don't, you get none. And so I'm looking for the high achievers that want to be able to go out and create a life that they love and achieve all of their goals and their dreams and recognize that there is a value in having your mental and your physical health so that you can support those goals. 
I'm not, I am not for that person that is looking for the easy button or that wants to just change what they're eating or exercise more. It goes so much deeper into that. I mean, there are literally a dozen reasons why somebody has weight loss resistance. And if we don't address the root cause of why that's there, whether it's, it's emotionally or physically, we are doomed to repeat the same cycle. And so for me, it's really that person that, that wants the, the lasting change, is willing to do the work, and has the, the motivation to, to make those changes with the long-term vision of how my life is going to be different and who am I going to be when I get there. So how do you determine the cause of holding on to weight that's dangerous? So a lot of it is, I mean, it's part of my interview process when I first start um, evaluating if somebody is a good fit to work with or not. Um, For me, I always do an an initial consultation, complimentary consultation, because I I love success stories as much as my clients do. And so I want to make sure that we're in alignment to be able to get there. Um, You know, so it's a series of questions that I ask. It's part of it is evaluating where we're holding that excess weight. Right. Because each area that we hold weight is informative of why it's there. So for somebody that has weight underneath the belly button, a lot of times that's hormonal. If it's, you know, starting from the rib cage coming out, think about that, that beer belly. Right. That really is liver a lot of times. Um, Thyroid can be right around the middle. And if we have that droopy belly, a lot of times that's more stress related or cortisol related. So where we carry our excess weight is a piece of it. Looking at somebody's ACEs, those adverse childhood events, how much trauma somebody's lived through, big traumas, little traumas, divorce, childhood stuff, all of those pieces are some of the emotional factors that play in. Our body literally will create this layer of protection, aka fat, Right. And that's another reason why we hold on to excess weight is because our body is trying to protect us. That's what it's wired to do. That is fascinating. I never heard it broken down like that. You know, where we are holding the weight, it is giving you information about maybe what part of the body is um, in distress, if you will. Mm-hmm. Whether it's our emotional health, um, our liver, our thyroid, cortisol, where are we holding menopausal weight? <laughs> under the belly, like under the belly button. Under that, the belly button. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. lower weight when it starts mm-hmm. to accumulate there, it's usually a good sign that it's hormonally hormonally. Okay, okay. and, and an- another have- selfish mode. I'll say it. I'm sorry. I said many people have a combination. Yes, yes, yes. They hold weight. Mm-hmm. And so do you typically run tests um, or is it just from kind of um, uh, an interview process, if you will, to find out what might be uh, the main cause of the weight gain, if you will, or the holding on to the weight, like we yeah. said? Yeah. So on the initial appointment, um, we, we go through more of the interview process and then I will partner with them to work with their doctor to be able to really look at what's under the under physiologically so that we can make sure that we're managing their thyroid effectively, that they're managing their hormones effectively. Um, And, you know, a lot of times there's a combination between liver and hormones because our, our liver helps us to, to manage our hormonal levels. So for many people, they're dealing with fatty liver or congested liver or sludge in their, in their bile duct um, or their gallbladder. And there's emotional components to that. And there's physical components to that. So we really look at the at a person holistically to help determine what is the ideal course for healing their body and helping their body to function at its highest level. So what causes that that liver sludge? I mean, I, I've I've read and I've seen you know liver cleanses be mm-hmm. available and stuff like that. Um, is that just not having a cleanse, or is it no. diet related? <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> And that, that's what a lot of people would like to believe, right? If I just do this cleanse, then my liver is going to be healthy again. Well, the liver is unhealthy because of the stuff that we eat, alcohol that we drink, toxins that we put on our body. 
So think skincare, hair care, um, toxins that we take in. When our liver gets overloaded, it doesn't have the capacity to pump through and filter all of those, all of those toxins. So our liver gets congested, it gets overwhelmed. Sometimes it goes right back into the bloodstream because we're not, our detox pathways aren't open well enough. And so it's really important that we look at, again, holistically, cleanses help. But if we don't change the lifestyle factors, the processed foods, the heavy sugar, the heavy, you know, especially the like fast food fats and the heavier fats and things like that. If we're not addressing the things that are congesting the liver in the first place, then again, we can cleanse it. And, and then you make it dirty again. Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. like it's like giving the puppy the bath and then having them run out into the mud again. Like, exactly. What was the point? What was the point? Yeah. Wow. Wow. So much to unpack here. And I'm excited to um, kind of get back to having some some more knowledge to actually share with people for this particular episode that we're doing, because this is this stuff is so fascinating to me, Jen, that I'm like fumbling over my words and I can't even see where I want to go. But we're going to take a short break so that I can get my head together. And I really want to talk about a lot of the myths, right? What folks, what most folks don't know, what they need to know about what it takes to get healthy, um, some of the real root causes of poor health, because there's so much information, misinformation. And for the average person that doesn't have high-level health care yeah. at their fingertips, if you will, it's really hard to filter through all that. So stick with us, everyone, while I get my act together and really ask Jen some questions that'll give us some answers on how we can be performing at our best and at our highest health. So we'll be right back. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests and new happenings at the voice America talk radio network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. What's stopping you from having more money, time, energy, and fun? Learn how to break through where you stop so that you can have greater success, better health, and happier relationships. Take this free quiz to identify what's stopping your success and learn exactly what you can do about it. www.evamedelec.com slash quiz. Having higher levels of energy is something you choose and condition, not something you have. Exhaustion has been a challenge for over two years now. This is the year you can choose to change. Here are five things you can start doing today to reverse the burnout, stress, and overwhelm that is keeping you from living a life full of good health and happy relationships. www.evamedelec.com slash reverse burnout. A peaceful life is something most people only ever dream of but can never achieve. Using tools from ancient wisdom can help you achieve that peace. Listen to the Peace Bridge Talk Show on the Voice America Influencers Channel to learn what those tools are and how to implement them. The Peace Bridge Talk Show, hosted by Amrita Kailas, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. You are listening to What's Important Now, making time for what matters most with host Eva Medelec. Have a question for Eva or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5795. That's 866-472-5795. Now back to the show. Here again is Eva Medelec. Welcome back, everyone. I am here with Jen Beck, and we are talking all things health and holding on to weight and releasing weight and liver sludge and all of the good stuff. 
So Jen, what I really wanted to ask you was, what don't most folks know that they need to know <laughs> about getting healthy? Because there's so oh. much misinformation and confusing yeah. information, I should say. Yes. And you are 100 percent right. I mean, and, and nutrition is the only science where you can have opposing theories and both of them are backed by research. Right. Milk is good for you. Wait, no, no, no. Don't drink milk. Eggs are good for you. No, no, no. There's cholesterol in eggs. Don't eat those. Well, actually, you know what? It turns out that they're fine. There's so much misinformation and it's confusing. You're absolutely right. The thing that I want people to know is that I, I, I go back to my daughters um, when we were interviewing pediatricians. Something he said to me just really stuck and landed with me, which is part of the reason why we chose him. He said, Jen, you, and he goes, I, I know kids and kids' health better than you ever will, but you know your kids' health better than I ever will. And I think that's so relevant when we think about nutrition and lifestyle and what we quote unquote should be doing when we are looking at making lifestyle changes and what should I eat and how should I do this and what should I do here, it's individual. And no one knows what you should or shouldn't be eating better than you. Now it takes a second to be able to pause and listen to what your body is saying because food sensitivities can show up 30 minutes to three days later. And they show up as things like headaches, indigestion, bloating, gas, stomach upset, skin reactions. And so it's really important that we listen to what our body is telling us. If you have an energy drop an hour after you eat, chances are that's not a good food or a combination of foods for you. Now, well, what I'm hearing said, you say, I'm going to interrupt you one yes. second, is we've got to have a heightened awareness as to how we feel after we eat certain foods. Yes. And most people, I think. I think it's fair to say most people sometimes just expect to feel a certain way and are not connecting it to the food. Mm -hmm. So this is really, really interesting for people to take note of. I, I remember I was noticing after having a sip of white wine that I'd get a stuffy nose. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, maybe I, I just used to wonder how am I come on always stuffy after I eat? You know, and I think it was more the wine than the food. Not that I, you know, drink a lot, but a lot of times we'll have a glass with 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 a meal. And um, but it didn't happen with red wine, which was interesting. interesting. I'm like, oh, okay. And I don't think it happens with anything else. But it's just I never thought to connect it until I started to become aware of what I was putting in my body. Yeah. And really aware of it. And then I'm like, Oh, I notice, you know, maybe I'm a little brain foggy after eating this. And then, you know, finally I did get a food sensitivity test, you know, with, with my integrative medicine specialist and, and look at it. And surprisingly, I wasn't allergic to much. I had a little bit of elevation with egg whites, but it was mm -hmm. barely noticeable. I'm like, okay. So that just kind of gave me free range. But I think one of those tests are, are really important if you're in a, a, an economic position to have mm -hmm. that tested. But in the meantime, you can just start noticing and be more aware. Yeah. yeah. And then, and that's, that leads me into the second point, which is really looking at consuming whole foods most of the time, right? Because what happens is, is we get so inflamed from all of the process and the fast food and all the junk food that we consume, the soda, all of that stuff drives inflammation in our body. And sometimes it can actually be challenging to hear the connection or feel the connection to a certain food. When we get a lot of that stuff out of our diet and we primarily focus on whole foods. Now, what are whole foods? Stuff that your grandmother would recognize, right? If you put a bag of cake mix next to a bag of cracker mix next to a bag of cake mix or bread mix, is she gonna know what is in those? No, but if you, if you show her a pot of oatmeal and if you show her some flax seeds and if you show her some broccoli and some chicken breast, she's probably <laughs> going to be able to tell you what those things are. So the more that we eat whole foods, the more nutrients we're getting, the more we drive down that inflammation, especially when we include fruits and vegetables. So talk to me a little bit about um, 
being overweight or holding on to excess because, you know, there's this whole body positivity movement going in, mm-hmm. you know, where you can be heavy and healthy. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to hear what you think about that. Um, so this is... <laughs> It's a really I know this is audio, here. but you should see her face right now, guys. <laughs> I was like, hmm. Like, I, okay, I could teach a day on this. Um, <laughs> so, yes, and right. I have a um, I have a client that I worked with a couple of years ago, and she goes, she goes, Jen, I'm a fat, healthy person. About a year before we worked together, she goes, all of my numbers are in range. Everything is fine. My doctor says I'm doing great. And she had about 60 pounds that she was carrying. Now, a year later, her dad died. She was helping out and fixing, you know, fixing up his estate and being able to sell that. Her son was diagnosed with ADHD and she went into a stress storm overnight. Blood pressure's through the roof, cholesterol's through the roof. She's now pre-diabetic overnight. So... Yes, all of your numbers can be in range and you can still have underlying health issues. That is fascinating because let me tell you what popped up for me. You know, having a a weight, carrying a weight that is within healthy range can be preemptive and proactive for when life's storms hit us how we can handle them and not have our health be knocked completely wonky and all of those things. I never thought of it like that before. It's like really preventive maintenance. You know, I always do use a, a racetrack analogy, you know, really taking care of the vehicle so that when it is under excess stress that may be beyond our control because life does happen, we are yeah. better equipped to handle the storm. Yes. Yes. And the the other thing I would just mention, too, is that a lot of times people want to lose weight so their health improves or their life improves. And a lot of times we're carrying excess weight because we're using food to fill a need or a void that's in our life. And so the I believe the actual opposite is true. If you heal your life and if you have things that that fulfill you, not just fill you, but fulfill you mentally, emotionally, spiritually and physically, you don't need the food, which is a lot of times at the root of the disease that we're dealing with or the excess weight that we're carrying. Seventy four percent of all disease is linked to nutritional deficiencies or what we stick in our mouth or don't stick in our mouth, according to the Journal of Journal of the American Medical Association. So. When we really look at, again, what's that root cause? What are we trying to fix or fill with the food that's creating some of those health issues or that excess weight? It allows us to, again, function at our highest level and really have this life that we love and the body and health to support it. Yeah. And that's challenging to fix that root cause. A lot of times it's challenging to find it, admit it, recognize it. Yes. You know, some people are in denial. I'm thinking of, you know, someone in my family right now who went from, you know, literally a size zero to size two at the heaviest to 60 to 80 pounds heavier within yeah. a year. And it's just like, you know, something's going on and they're like, you know, kind of in denial of it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to, to, to help someone who is not admitting that there are some changes that need to be made so that they can be healthy. Yeah. I will say that, you know, I mean, a big part of that is that mindfulness piece, right? I talked about listening to what your body says after you eat and a simple way to be able to start listening to your body as well as what's on your heart is an acronym I use called PAUSE. Hmm. And it stands for P is for physical, A is for agitated, U is for unfulfilled, S is for stressed, and E is for exhausted, And exhausted can be mentally, emotionally, spiritually, or physically. When we can take that breath and really go, what am I feeling right now? Why do I want to eat what I want to eat? What else might fulfill me instead? And yes, you're absolutely right that we need to get to a place where we're even open to exploring that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because 
those emotions, those feelings, the stress, the burnout, the overwhelm, whatever it is you're feeling is telling you something. And if we can use to you, if we can learn to use it as directions Mm -hmm. to create a better path, you know, a, a, a more healthier way of being, but we, like you said, you have to pause and ask yourself and not just be in reactive mode <laughs> and mm-hmm. not just reach mindlessly, mindlessly reaching for things. Yeah. Um, another thing I'm curious about, Jen, is when does what we weigh become dangerous, whether it's too much or too little? Yeah, um, that's a great question, Eva. And, and um, so they talk about um, you know, doctors talk about the fact that our circ- our waist circumference matters. For a woman, if they're over 35 inches of waist circumference, so if you took a tape measure around your belly button, um, or 40 inches for a man, those are better indicators of considerable health concerns with our weight in comparison to a BMI. Because a BMI, you could take somebody that's um, a bodybuilder or somebody that's in military that has a ton of muscle on them. And their lifetime's width is going to be way off the charts in comparison to the average person. So they may still be healthy, but their BMI is going to look crazy. The other part of that, the flip side of that is weighing too little. And, you know, when we get to a place where we are skin and bones, when you can see your bones in your body, when you can see your ribs through your skin, when you have no meat on your body, that becomes obviously a concern at that point. Um, I think a bit, a greater concern, especially, especially as women, as we age is making sure we have lean muscle mass, right? If somebody is trying to lose weight or be healthy, the more lean muscle mass we have on our body, the more fat we burn on a daily basis, the stronger our bones are, the more we're going to maintain our mobility and our stability and our coordination much later into our, into our lifetime. So it's really looking at what is the sweet spot for you. I don't think that there's a specific size per se, or a specific weight. Um, You may have seen some of those infographics where they have like all of these women are the same weight, but you have somebody that's, you know, six feet, that's 130. And you have somebody that's five, three and 130. And you've got somebody that's five, five and a hundred, like they're all the same weight, but in different proportions. And so it's really looking at what is your ideal weight? Where do you feel your best? Where's your energy maximized? Um, Where do you feel strong? And it's how you feel in your body more than a specific weight. Because there are plenty of people that are sick and skinny And there's people, plenty of people that have their numbers in line that are overweight. So where is that fine line? It's really what's valuable for you and looking at the overall person. Does that make sense? What should we work on first, our mindset or our physical health? Mm, That's a great question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Honestly, I think mindset comes first because we have to decide that we're valuable enough to take action, to take care of ourselves. And if we don't have the value on ourselves that we matter, that we're valuable in the first place, it's going to be really difficult for anybody to, for most people to look at what they need to do differently. And sometimes that whole pursuit of the health is just so that they feel more lovable, more valuable. Yeah. And that's why it's fleeting too, because we can make the actions, but the, the being doesn't mm-hmm. resonate with that yet. Yeah. And even if we go on a quote unquote crazy diet and lose the weight and look great, what's what's going on in our mind? How long is that going to last? And when is enough enough? I mean, with all the pressure from social media to look a certain way and uh, okay. it's just, the filters. <laughs> I'm, I'm really glad that my, my daughters didn't have to grow up in that age. <laughs> With, this, right. with the social media and the, and the filters. I mean, it, it did hit them early enough in life, but you know, the, yeah. the young people these days, yeah, the young people these days, it, it's a part of their life, if you will. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, working on the mindset piece is crucial to get started because if you, if you don't really change that core why and the motivation, chances are whatever you do, 
is not going to have that lasting effect. And we can't do this alone. You know, we really can't do this alone. It's hard so, to know yourself by yourself. Exactly. And what is uh one of our coaches say, uh, the pickle inside the jar can't read the label. <laughs> I love that saying. Yes, it's so true. So um, why don't we take another quick break, guys? And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about, Jenna, I want to talk to you a little bit more about the health and diet information that we see and hear on the internet. We've got paleo, we've got vegan, we've got vegetarian, we've got keto, we've got bulletproof. And I probably tried most of them at one point. And it's for some areas of my life, they're good. And for others, not so good. So mm-hmm. I want to hear how we can decipher through all that. So stick with us, guys. We'll be right back after a short break. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. What's stopping you from having more money, time, energy, and fun? Learn how to break through where you stop so that you can have greater success, better health, and happier relationships. Take this free quiz to identify what's stopping your success and learn exactly what you can do about it. www.evamedelec.com slash quiz. Having higher levels of energy is something you choose and condition, not something you have. Exhaustion has been a challenge for over two years now. This is the year you can choose to change. Here are five things you can start doing today to reverse the burnout, stress, and overwhelm that is keeping you from living a life full of good health and happy relationships. www.evamedelec.com slash reverse burnout. Are you ready to move to your next level? Listen for Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with host Rebecca Hall Greider. Each show will focus on a central topic with discussion, guests, and your questions being featured. Our show is perfect for women who feel a call in their heart to step out in a bigger, more powerful way in their life and just need some encouragement, inspiration, and practical steps to support them on their journey. Empowering Women, Transforming Lives can be heard live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. And join us for a replay of the show on Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. You are listening to What's Important Now, making time for what matters most with host Eva Medelec. Have a question for Eva or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5795. That's 866-472-5795. Now back to the show. Here again is Eva Medelec. All right, everybody. We are back with Jen Beck, and we are going to be talking about what it means to have a complete health revolution, which I got off of her website. We are revolting. Right, Jen? Yes. What is the information (laughs) that we are revolting against Um, the standard American diet um, way of doing things when it comes to health, the medical system, the diet system, all of it. It is, it sets us up for failure because we're putting bandaid on top of bandaid and looking for the quick fix versus creating a lifestyle. And every diet has us do the same thing. Lose seven pounds in seven days. Just read this magazine article, right? Or like I remember doing the Mayo Clinic diet when I was in my 20s. You literally eat 500 calories a day. Breakfast is like a piece of dry toast, a cup of black coffee or tea, and a hard-boiled egg. Lunch is a half a cup of dry tuna, another cup of, of black coffee or tea, and like four crackers, 
or I think it was maybe a couple pieces of romaine lettuce. I mean, it was ridiculous. Oh, well, that and made then, all the difference in the world, I'm sure. You know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, so much of the, the extreme is what we're looking at and going, oh, if I overhaul everything, that'll be good. And then I'll be able to have all these amazing results because I can go all in. Well, and all in is not changing, lasting lifestyle. You know, we were we were talking a little bit on break about common sense is not really common sense when it comes Mm -hmm. to food, because I think people like me and you, who you know, I have a little bit of a a, a health background with with dental hygiene. We assume that people know what's healthy and what's not healthy. Yeah, and most people don't. And surprisingly, how many people don't? I mean, you and I look at some of the food choices people are feeding their children or even themselves, and we're like. Horrified, but for us to kind of drop a little bit more into the compassionate space, like, wow, what don't we know, and how can we get this yeah. information? Yeah, and decipher through the misinformation. I'll add that too. Yes, well, and here's the thing I, I have a really simple thing to be able to help people understand a little bit more about what not to eat. If you see it on TV, don't eat it. <laughs> because they put more money into the marketing of that product than they actually do the quality of the product. Now, that may not be implementable for everyone across the board, but if we just plant that seed of like, if I see it on TV, food manufacturers spend millions of dollars to find a bliss point of the perfect amount of salt, sugar, and fat for our brain to light up and go, oh my gosh, I need that. That was amazing. And then we reinforce it with the messaging on TV So then we're walking through the grocery store hungry. It happens to end up in our cart because we've been marketed to and and made to remember that specific food. Now, if we look at how do we simplify it for people? If we can focus on drinking water as as our primary source of liquid, right? Half your body weight in ounces of water a day. I know a lot of people go, how much? Especially if you're overweight. I know. (laughs) know. That's incentive right there to lose weight. So you're not in the bathroom all day. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But here's the thing. So when we drink half our body weight in ounces of water, we're starting to actually get the hydration we need. Now for every soda, alcohol, or coffee, we need two more glasses for each one of those. So when I start working with somebody, they start doing the math on how much water they're supposed to be drinking. And they're like, okay, I am now cutting out coffee and my two glasses of wine in the evening goes to one or two a week and um, no more soda. And now they're actually hydrated. But the difference in how they feel just from being hydrated is night and day. Headaches, joint pain, digestion, constipation, diarrhea, um, brain fog, weight, right? All of those are impacted by water. So if there's one thing I would encourage anybody listening to this to do, drink water, have it with you all day long and actually consume it. So you're hydrating your body fully. It is a lot of our symptoms are from dehydration. I have to say even hunger. Sometimes our hunger just says, no, you're thirsty. (laughs) You're Mm -hmm. dehydrated. Drink. Yeah. Drink before you eat. Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, starting there and then really looking at the quality of the foods you're eating. We may not all be able to go out and buy organic, but the more whole foods that you can eat, the better off you are. Even if you get a side salad at a fast food restaurant with whatever else you're eating, it's a massive step towards better health. So it's not overhauling everything in one day, but it's what can I add in so that I'm crowding out the stuff that's not as ideal? You know, a lot of people do make these massive health changes. You know, mm-hmm. they, they've made the decision. They've worked on their mindset. They're tired of not performing at their best, if you will, because mm-hmm. there's just so much more to do and they want to be around to do it more. <laughs> you know, yes. pe- people don't want to quit. They just like, how do I have the energy to, to accomplish more in my life and business? One of the things that I read a lot about and was curious about when I, you know, made last year was the year. Was it this year? Yeah, last year and this year was the year that I decided to really take a a deeper, more intricate look at my health, knowing that Mm -hmm. I was consciously making good choices, but were they effective? Mm 
So what I want to talk to you about is gut health. Mm. I always heard the term leaky gut, leaky gut, leaky gut. And, yeah. and what I made it to, to mean was, okay, I'm getting the nutrients, but they're leaking out in the wrong spots and not getting to where they need to go. Can you talk to us a little bit about how we can set ourselves up that when we are getting the nutrients we need, that our body is able to use them? Mm-hmm. And a lot of that comes back to, back to gut health and back to the quality of the foods that we're eating. So if we're eating gluten, for example, gluten is notorious for creating leaky gut, depending on how your body responds to it. And there's really kind of four different kinds. One is, is there's no response whatsoever. Another one, one bite of gluten can create leaky gut, gut permeation, meaning that whole food particles cross the gut wall and go to the bloodstream. Now your body thinks it's a pathogen. So it, it sends out the antibodies, creates inflammation at a systemic level. So some can be 30 minutes, some can be an hour, some can be up to three hours where we're literally releasing the stuff into our bloodstream that our body is then going and attacking. That's just gluten. But that, that gut permeability, that leaky gut, it's not just meaning that our nutrients aren't getting to the right place, but we're actually dumping stuff back into our body that's not supposed to be there. So when we're looking at leaky gut, the, the less gluten, dairy, soy, corn, and GMO foods we can consume, the better off we are. Because all of those contribute to that gut inflammation, and gut inflammation eventually leads to leaky gut. On the other hand, looking at things like probiotics, fermented foods for most people, um, there are certain things, that, this goes back to everything's individual, right? So some people don't tolerate fermented foods well. Some people need a different strain of probiotic than others because they've taken antibiotics and it's killed off some of the bacteria in their gut. So it's looking at what individually works best for my body but gut health, our gut is our second brain. And if our gut's inflamed, our brain doesn't work so well either. And we can actually get to the place where we have a, enough leaky gut that it creates leaky brain too. Wow. That's scary. And, you know, our um, immunity is mm -hmm. related to yes. our, our gut as well. Um, so and now it starts to sound like it's getting complicated. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I understand. Uh, you know, there's, so much. there's keto, there's gluten-free, there's paleo, there's X, Y, and ah, there's just so much. And we always think, you know, when we follow some of these, they all have good research. They all are very convincing. Right. They all have the marketing dollars to, you know, Get us right where we think we need to do it and need to have it. There's yep. plant-based, you know, I was, you know, I love kale. And then I'm reading, oh, kale has the, what is it? Oxalates that, that mm -hmm. you know, it's just like, right. Oh my God. I don't want to eat anymore. It's just too stressful for me. You are not alone. <laughs> and think about it. Like somebody wants to lose weight. Stress is one of the biggest creators of inflammation. Inflammation is one of the reasons why we can't lose weight. How do you feel before you step on a scale? Are you super excited about it? Or are you recounting everything that you just ate the last, the day before? Oh, or in the doctor's the last office? I'm like, right? like this what's paper gown weighs too much. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's all the stress, right? So we're literally going, I'm going to lose weight by starting my day with stress. Yeah, it's counterproductive. So when we're looking at, you know, at, being able to simplify this, because you're right, there's so much information that's out there and it's conflicting. The simplest thing to do is to eat whole foods in balance. So for just about everybody, there's going to be variations in this. One of the things that I do with clients is called a metabolic design assessment. We look at how much protein, fiber and fat is ideal for their body and then which category, which foods in those categories are ideal for them. That being set aside, if what we did is filled half of our plate with vegetables, uh, two thirds of it from protein and added in a little bit of healthy fat, like, I don't know, avocado, coconut, nuts and seeds, olives, olive oil, we would have a balanced meal that is nutrient dense, that is satisfying and will allow us to be able to maximize our health. If people did that only 50% of the time, 
they are way further ahead than where we are as a country right now. Well, that's that's comforting to know. Quick question with what's on the plate. Um, are carbs the devil? <laughs> <laughs> you have really good questions. Either. Again, we could talk about this for a long time. Carbs are not the issue. The processed carbs are more of an issue. So if you're eating brown rice versus white rice, if you're eating lentils versus cereal and breads and pastas, it's, it's the fact that we process them, which breaks them down. So it's already pre-digested. A lot of the fiber is removed. Some of the nutrients are removed. So we're not getting a whole food. So again, go back to its most natural form. You're going to have the best balance with your blood sugar. Here's the one I, I want people to think about. One serving of grains is a half a cup. It is not three cups of cereal, two <laughs> cups of pasta, right? It is a half a cup. Carbohydrates are meant to be a side item, not a staple on our plate. If we put them back in that space, again, All right. hugely. Put the carbs in their space. They're not as a big deal as they want us <laughs> as they want us to think they are. Right. As long as, as long as we're eating whole grains whole versus the processed. Mm -hmm. And then there's a whole lot of information about whole grains out there that <laughs> is just going to confuse us even further. Look, Jen, I really enjoyed talking with you. I mean, you and I could probably talk about this forever. Yes. Um, how can folks get in touch with you? And for those people who are really ready, willing, and able to finally get their health under control so that they can be living their best lives ever. Yeah, um, they can absolutely connect with me on social, either Jen Beck or Complete Health Revolution. You can go to completehealthrevolution.com. Um, send me an email, Jen at completehealthrevolution.com. I love to hear from you. Ask any questions. How can I be able to support you and simplify the entire eating process. I know we've talked about a lot of stuff today and it can feel confusing, but when you figure out what's right for you, it becomes the simplest thing in the world and it goes on autopilot. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing the work that you do, for sharing your knowledge with us. I mean, I learned something and I'm kind of a health food, health nut junkie when it yeah. comes to, to eating and stuff. Um, and I want to thank our listeners for choosing our show today. I'm really grateful you're listening and finding something for yourselves in what's important now. And please, I hope you'll find the time to join us again next week. And as usual, I would love to leave you with a quote. And this quote is from Roy T. Bennett, the light in the heart. Don't waste your time in anger, regrets, worries, and grudges. Life is too short to be unhappy. And like Jen says, stop stressing. That's half of the problem right there. So until next time, everybody, bye for now. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening to What's Important Now, making time for what matters most with Eva Medelec. We hope we've been able to inspire you with today's show to take control of your own life and focus on the win. What's important now? Until we talk again, have a beautiful week.